What's up, Grant? Hey, Will. How you doing, man? Good. How are you? I could not be better, my friend. Appreciate you taking the time to do this. Sure, no problem. <clears throat> Can you hear me okay? Yes. Uh, well, I tell you what, man. Just start out by um, by introducing yourself. My name is Grant Gedimer. I'm based in Chicago, Illinois. I work for Oxford Hotels and Resorts, and I've been with them about eight years. And you're um, you're director of food and beverage for the for the company. For the company, yeah, Cor corporate food and beverage director. So I oversee um, most of the the food and beverage uh, outlets, um, particularly in the Midwest area. We do have a couple um, on the West Coast um, and uh, the East Coast that I'm not super involved with, just because. Uh, I don't have a chance to get out there very often and it, it would just kind of be too much to have on my plate. Um, anyway, so uh, primarily focus in the, in the Midwest, but I do kind of um, oversee some, some aspects of, of all, all the properties. How, uh, how long have you been with uh, Oxford? Uh, it'll be eight years in March. Um, so I started in, in February, 2014, or, or sorry, right at the end of February, 2014. So, uh, March, uh, yeah, almost eight. How did you get in hospitality in the first place, man? What's your best? Uh, well, I started, uh, I started bar backing, um, when I was in college, uh, moved up to bartending and then, um, at a certain point they were looking for a manager. And, and so I, it sounded, sounded like something that I would want to, um, take on. So I applied and got the job and I've just kind of been, you know, promoted, uh, uh, from there, uh, worked for, you know, a couple different restaurant groups over, over the course of my time, I've uh, been, in, been in the industry about 20 years. Uh, but yeah, I started as a bar back and kind of worked up from there. Wasn't really ever something that I originally thought that I would be into. Um, but once I started, you know, learning more about it and taking on different positions, I got um, really, you know, really excited about it and, and passionate about it. And now it's, um, now it's my career. <laughs> so from bar back to here in, in 20 years, you said? Yeah. Um, yeah. My first, uh, 
My first bar job was in June of uh, 2021. Um, I worked for a company called, um, at the time they were called Midnight Oil Company, and then they changed their name to Gerber Group, but they were um, Randy Gerber, who's Cindy Crawford's husband and his brother, uh, Scott, um, did at the time all of the bars in the W hotels. Um, they don't really anymore. They do a couple of them, but at the time they um, they kind of grew along with uh, the W Hotel brand. Their, their kind of signature bar was called Whiskey, the Whiskey or Whiskey Blue. Um, so they had they had a few in Chicago, a ton in New York City, um, and then kind of all, all over the, the, the country as well. So I, I was with them for about nine years. Um, I got I opened five or six of their properties um, in Chicago, New York, uh, South Florida, uh, Fort Lauderdale. Um, and then I, um, and then I kind of moved back to Chicago. And to be honest, I kind of, the level I was at, um, I, I, there wasn't really anything within the company that was, that was kind of um, at the level I was at by the time I moved back to Chicago. So that's kind of why I left them. It wasn't, wasn't cause I didn't enjoy working with them, but, um, but yeah, they were a great company to learn. Um, to, to, to learn the industry from. Um, and, uh, yeah. They, um, they, we have, we, we serve them that, um, I've heard so many great things about them. What is it that they do so well there? Uh, Gerber group. So, um, I, I think, you know, there's a lot of restaurant companies that are, um, there are food and beverage companies that are focused on, on restaurants. Um, what they, I think, they, they, from the very beginning, and I, I, I don't know if this is the case anymore, but it certainly was back then. They, they definitely viewed themselves as uh, bar operators and lounge operators. And, you know, the, the food was, was an important piece of it, but not, not um, the, but not as important as, as the overall experience and, and environment. Uh, they, they really, I think they were one of the first groups that, that really did the, the kind of lounge concept. Well, the cocktail lounge concept, well, at least in this kind of era, um, they, they kind of came to prominence, I think in the very late nineties into, um, into the early 2010s was kind of their, their, the heyday of their original concept. And, and I think, like I said, I, I, they're very organized, um, and, you know, specific about what they want. Like if you, if you get, you know, if you get a signature Manhattan at one of their locations and then, you know, uh, find yourself in another one across the country, that drink is going to taste exactly the same. Um, and so they, they, they have everything really dialed in very, very specific, specific expectations and kind of the way the staff is, the way the drinks taste, the way um, the, 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 the atmosphere is. Um, and then, you know, like lo- really large companies like that can get a little, watered down or kind of vanilla, but I think, you know, they all, they, at least when I worked with them, they were always able to stay on the kind of cutting edge with everything from music to uniforms to the, the drinks. And, um, I enjoyed it. I'm, I'm a, I'm a big guy for like process and like policies and I like things to be a certain way. And, and so I kind of, I, I really got a lot lot out of a, a company that has so much of that figured out and, um, isn't very loose, uh, with anything. So I, I think that's that that probably is what has made them so so successful. Um, that's certainly what I enjoyed about working with them. Yeah, I was going to ask you what you you know, brought from there, what you took from them, and how that's um, helped you with Oxford or you know in jobs you've had since. But yeah, it 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 has it has helped a lot. Um, you know, I I like I said, that was the first large, uh, company that I, st- that I worked for. So I, I, I really kind of learned a lot about, about how to approach, um, 
management and how to how to run a successful business from them. And I have brought a lot of that with me, like, um, um, you know, a lot of the just kind of the philosophy on, on how you how you uh, talk to the staff, deal with the staff, how you how you create drink menus, food menus, um, you know, uniforms. When you when you come up with uniforms, you need specific guidelines for everybody to follow. Um, leave no stone unturned basically like uh, we even you know um like we even have like rules about like you, you can't wear like you know heavy perfume because it detracts from the experience of the guest dining and you know i think the more you spell that stuff out um for the staff the the less you'll have to worry about in, in the long run so and I, I i did bring a lot of that philosophy with me um into into oxford yeah that consistency is so important mm -hmm. for sure Absolutely. so um well, I mean, so you start as a bar back and here you are. What, what is it about hospitality that, you know, really gets you excited? Uh, well, I mean, everybody, you know, everybody says you get to meet different people and all that stuff. And, and that's certainly true. But what the main thing I like about hospitality is that no two days are ever the same. Um, I, I don't, you know, I don't know that I see myself doing like a, a, a nine to five office job in, in a cubicle or, or something like that, because, you know, at a certain point, I think it would get really re re repetitive and, and probably kind of dry in that way. And in hospitality, it, you know, things are always changing. Um, you know, I mean, obviously the, the last year and a half has been a, a lot of, a lot of nonstop change, but even, even under normal circumstances, you know, like no two, no two nights are the same, no two places are the same. Um, once I got the opportunity to kind of help, um, develop and, and open new properties, you know, that that's exciting too, because no two, no two restaurants are the same, no two bars are the same, no two staffs are the same. Um, you, you deal with a lot of different personalities and, you know, a lot of different, you know, challenges and, and, you know, the, the successes, you know, um, feel really, really great. And, you know, it's, I, I think that's the most important thing that, that keeps me, um, in hospitality and draws me to it is, is, um, the variety and, and kind of the change of, of, of scenery all the time. Yeah. It's an interesting dynamic because you mentioned how you like things sort of, you know, buttoned up and, you know, yeah. orderly and so forth. Um, right. So there's that part, and there's a part where you never know what's going to happen next. Yeah, that, that's that's but actually that's really good. good to, yeah, it's probably why it's good to have things so organized, though, because then you don't have to worry about you know when things are consistent and clear and specific, and you're not having to deal with somebody with too much perfume or the drinks be, you know being made differently. And then you kind of, you lay the foundation that's enables you to be ready to tackle the stuff that you, you can't control, which happens all the time in hospitality, particularly in the last year and a half. My goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, it, it's, it is an interesting dichotomy. I, I, that's a, a, now that you say that it, it, it is kind of, yeah, unique. Yeah. I, I like, um, <laughs> I like consistency and I also like change at the same time. So um, I don't know how many industries really are able to, to let you kind of experience both. <laughs> Each one is like, kind of one or the other, I think, but, um, but yeah. Yeah. Well, y'all certainly in your industry, you, you have, uh, your share of just, let's say pre COVID it's already just fluctuating, uh, daily, you know, metaphorical, if you will, fires to put out and things happening mm -hmm. and changes and new places opening and all kinds of stuff. So there's a lot of things to deal with. You have to master a lot of skills to do what you do. And I've always been, you know, a big admirer of folks like you that are able to do that and do it so well. 
and then COVID hits and then you just get, you know, the whole world just kind of gets turned upside down. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're hopefully on the tail end of this. I, I think we're getting close. I, um, I think we are. Yeah, finally. <laughs> what's uh, like, what have y'all changed? I mean, is it, is it made, you know, I've talked to a lot of folks that say, look, it, it sucked, but then like it's, it's forced us to focus on these things and get better here or better there. Have you experienced that too? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously a lot changed, um, immediately. I mean, they, they, they closed down, uh, restaurants and bars. Um, and then we kind of, because we're, a lot of our places are in a hotel, we tried switching to kind of like a grab and go type of thing. Um, that didn't, that didn't really work. The, the revenue wasn't really there to sustain us. So we, we had to, you know, temporarily close a number of the locations and then reopen them. Um, you know, and then when we did reopen, you know, we switched to like uh, QR code menus or single use paper menus, or we were using like plastic silverware for a little bit, um, you know, like, you know, really, really enhanced um, sanitation in between visits, which we, um, and and some of that we still do. So um, if you're asking what kind of changed permanently due to COVID, is that kind of the, the question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, some of it, some of it went back, like we don't use paper menus anymore, but we do still use QR codes on the tables. Our, our enhanced uh, sanita- uh, sanitation protocols are still there and I don't see that going away um, anytime soon. I mean, some more cynical people refer to it as like sanitation theater. Like people want to see you like, you know, taking all these steps to sanitize in between visits and everything, even though it's not really uh, quote unquote necessary. Um, But yeah, I mean, you you can never go wrong by like, you know, keeping things cleaner than, 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 than you think you need to. So, um, so that's still there. The QR codes are still there. Um, we kind of changed our menus um, a little bit to be um, less um, share focused, like share plates focused and more like individual kind of um, entrees or options like that. Some of that is kind of going back to the way it used to be. And, and we're kind of just kind of uh, paying attention to the, the kind of culture that that's going on. Are, are people going more for like share plates um, and like uh, tapa style, um, which obviously, which works really, really well in, in, in places that are, that are, heavily focused on, on booze, like a lot of our lounges are. The small plates kind of shareable um, format works better than individual entrees for that. So we've kind of brought a little bit of that back. I don't think we're ever gonna go entirely um, back to the way it used to be with just a, a, a menu of like, you know, small plates. Um, Cause I do, there are a lot of people still coming out for um, more for meals, um, like, when we've been busy has changed to um, a bunch of times over over the last um year and a half like we got we were really busy we were really busy for brunch and um lunch and early dinner um through a long stretch of it not so much late night um part of that had to do with um the the city also had a, a curfew due to the kind of the demonstrations and and some of the violence that was happening last summer so we you know we went through modified hours so like I, I think it did kind of not permanently but um there is a sustained impact on I think when people are going out now um people are starting to go out more and uh more regularly um certainly in the last couple of months than they did um this last summer for us was not normal but it was certainly you know a, a world different than 2020 the summer of 2020 but um 
I think people are still used to going out earlier and going going home earlier. And I think that 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 the late night aspect of everything is going to take a little while to come back. And I think maybe it's because a lot of people are working from home now. Um, they've kind of, you know, their, their, their habits have changed. They go to bed earlier. Um, they wake up earlier. So um, what we've seen is we've seen a lot more activity um, in like the brunch kind of time area through through early dinner. And some of our um, nightlife venues are still busy, but they're not busy. They're not busy till two, three in the morning um, the way they used to be. So um, I think that's going to take a while to come back, to be honest with you. I think, um, you know, anytime, not that there's ever been a time like this before, but we're basically looking at a two year kind of pause on, on everything. And in those two years, you know, 38 year olds turn 40, um, you know, they, the people have kids, they move to the suburbs um, and it's going to take, it's going to take another couple of years before that kind of that um, group of, you know, 20 somethings into the mid twenties, like, like just starting out working professionals, get, get back into like going out mode and, and everything for, for things to really kind of resemble the way they did before the, before the pandemic. So um, those are, def those are some of the changes that are definitely um, intentional on our part and then also lingering um, just due to what's, what's going on around us. What about your staff? Have you had people that uh, you worked with for a while that decided that this was a time to, um, you know, throw in the towel on hospitality and go do something else? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, we had to furlough um, everybody when COVID happened. And then when we were in a position to be able to reopen, um, we we thought that we would, you know, okay, we're not, we're not sure how busy we're going to be. So we're going to be able to recall, let's call it these these 25 people. So we called those 25 people and a lot of them said they would come back, but a lot of them, uh, you know, uh, a surprising number didn't. And this is back in, you know, like mid-May 2020. We thought everybody would just be chomping at the bit to, to come back to work. Um, but a lot of them weren't. And a lot of them, um, a lot of the staff or all the staff that did come back has been with us since we opened. So they've, they're approaching like their eight year anniversary too. So they, they came back, no questions asked, but some of the, you know, some of the newer servers or people who had only been with us for two or three years. Um, they, you know, they, they were, they, they said they were hesitant to come back first um, just because of, you know, like safety concerns, which are, you know, perfectly valid. And then it, from there, it turned into, you know, I, I just kind of decided I want to leave the industry altogether and, and, and do something else. So it was a, it was a pretty, uh, pretty even mix, I would say. Um, but we were fortunate that a lot of our um, veteran staff members were, were willing to come back. Um, and, you know, because without them, we wouldn't obviously have been, been able to do really anything. And we're still, you know, we're still struggling to, to staff pretty much every, every aspect of, of our businesses from, from management down to, down to uh, back waiters and bussers and, and kitchen staff as well. So um, it was surprising in May, 2020, but now we've, you know, we've been dealing with the labor shortage for um, a year and a half on its own. So, but at, at first it was, it was very, very surprising to us because we thought everybody was going to, you know, do a backflip. Oh, oh, great. We get to come back to work, you know, but it obviously did not turn out that way. <laughs> Yeah, it's wild. So, so y'all, yeah, I mean, I hear this all over the place. You're at, you're having that issue too. Oh, I'm sure. Do you yeah. have to adjust your, your hours or anything because of that. I, mean, I know a lot of places that just can't open. Like uh, I spoke to a customer recently who had seven days a week, lunch and dinner, you know, mm -hmm. going into COVID and now they're four days a week, lunch and dinner. Yeah. So we, 
Um, we've had to cut uh, just one day. We're, we're not open on Mondays um, uh, right now. Um, and that's purely because we, um, we're, we're short one, one full-time manager who kind of um, is, does all, the, the position does a lot of floor coverage as well as kind of ordering dry goods and, and um, some administrative tasks, but it's primarily a service manager or front of house manager position. And we just, we can't find, we can't find somebody that, that has the right level of experience. Um, we, you know, we've posted ads literally everywhere you can, and we're, we'll get the same, like, 10 people apply that aren't serious. Like they'll either not respond to you when you reach out or they'll, they'll set up an interview and then just not show up. We even had one person that not only interviewed, but accepted the position, filled out their online paperwork and just did not show up for the first day of work. It's so crazy. <laughs> it's really crazy. That's amazing. Yeah. No, I mean, and they're, it's so weird. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's just they, they, they think they're ready to get back to work and then they get cold feet about it. But we've, we've had people that like, you know, like the day, the day before the interview, they say, oh, I'm sorry. Like, you know, there was a flood in my apartment and I got to deal with that in any way we can move it like one more day. And we're like, yeah, okay. And then they just don't show up for that interview or, or respond. So it's like, they make up a weird excuse why they're not able to come in to buy themselves one day. And then they just no show on us. So it's, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and, and everybody I talk to, like they're, they're, they're kind of of the same mind as, as we are. Like, they don't understand it. Like why, you know, this isn't going to last forever. Why aren't people like trying to get back to work? So I don't know who these people are because everybody I actually interact with, like, and not just in this inter in industry, like my, you know, I have friends out in multiple industries and it's the same for them, but they, you know, they're all, we're all in agreement. Like why, why is it, why aren't people coming back to to work so i don't know but the this majority of people that have just vanished from not just hospitality from every industry they're they're just it's sometimes it feels like three quarters of the the american workforce has just vanished from from the face of the earth like i don't i don't know where they are <laughs> yeah maybe they're driving uber or something I, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you know they could be or maybe they're working for amazon or, or something amazon. like that i don't i don't know but yeah it's it's every industry so it's a odd dynamic. So, um, wow. Well, um, so what's, what's, what's like on the radar for y'all for the next year? Are you just, I mean, it must be hard to plan and project when you, it's, yeah, it, it, it very much is. Um, we're actually, we're going through kind of our, our budgeting process for 2022 right now. And we're, we're kind of, you know, we're kind of trying to look at a couple of different models for doing that. Like, hey, do we do we forecast uh, Q1 to be kind of like what we what we just had in like 2020, and then maybe the rest of the year kind of closer to 2019 numbers, and that's kind of where we're starting. Um, and then we're kind of just adjusting it down a little bit because um, I mean we're all, you know, I. We, you don't know, but you would, you would hope at least the way things are going that by the second quarter of 2022, like things would be roughly um, resembling the way they were um, uh, before from a revenue standpoint. Um, but yeah, it's, it, you, you, you don't know what you don't know. Like it's, it's impossible to, to, to forecast with any, with any like strong degree of, of precision, because you, you just, every, like even now thing, things, you know, change all the time. So we, we hope, you know, we, we hope that, well, we were hoping that by midpoint 2021, everything would be back to normal and it, and it wasn't. So even though things seem 
that much closer to normal now. Um, you know, and obviously the vaccines are widespread and kids are getting uh, able to get vaccinated now, which is fantastic. You, you, you hope once again that, okay, maybe by the midpoint of 2022, things will be really back to normal. But, um, you know, what if, what if the labor shortage is still there? And what if, you know, that, that the, the supply chain issues that causes still exist? Um, then we wouldn't, we wouldn't be back to normal. Like the demand would probably be there, but we wouldn't be able to handle it. Um, so, um, but that's, that's where we're starting. We're starting from a standpoint of the first quarter of 2022 will still probably be light compared to what it, um, what it has been. And then hope, and you know, the rest of the, the balance of the year, we're kind of projecting close to pre-pandemic uh, numbers. Are you seeing a, uh... One thing you didn't you didn't mention uh, outside of the labor shortage and supply chain is inflation. Are you seeing uh, like a food cost skyrocketing right now? Or yeah, yeah, and it's um you know it's various things. It's not everything across the board, but um you know like meat is is high, poultry is high, um, produce is 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 high. So we yeah we've had to make uh, you know menu price adjustments for that. Um, alcohol is also high. Um, uh, due to, you know, the, the shortage there. Um, and, you know, things are, things are out of stock, you know, on a, on a rolling basis, like one, you know, one week all, you know, we won't be able to get any tequilas because the bottles that they, they, it's not that they don't have tequila, it's the bottles they use. They don't, they don't have. So it's um yeah, it's, everything is up um, across the board. So we've had to adjust. When you, when you are in a situation where you actually have people that want to work and are hoping to get the job and you're interviewing them and you're talking to them. And if they ask you, you know, what is it that, uh, what should they, you know, especially if they haven't had a lot of experience in hospitality, what do you tell people? Like, what's it like being in hospitality? Huh. <laughs> um, uh, well, be prepared to run. Um, you gotta, um, it's, it's, you know, it's a very stressful it's a, it's a very stressful job, but it's very rewarding. Um, I think that workplaces um, in this industry tend to be um, pretty tight knit um, and function a lot like a, like, a, like a family. So if you're looking for not just coworkers, but um, you know, uh, really close friends that, that you'll have for you know, like probably the rest of your life, if, if you want, um, it, it's, a good, it's a good industry for that. Um, there's a sense of um, um, like, cooperation and, and willingness to help people out that, you know, I, I'm, I'm biased. I haven't worked in a ton of other industries than this one, but I do think that like in, in general, people tend to, you know, look out for each other and work together well. And, and um, you know, it's a, it's a fun, it's a fun place to work or it's a fun industry to work in. Um, you know, there's, um, it's a fun and funny place to work. Like people who work in this industry tend to have pretty good senses of humor as well. So um, if, if you're looking to have fun while, while working, it's a great place for that, but you know, it is, it is, it's stressful and it can be, and it can be tough. And there will be days where you, there's not enough, there's not enough uh, people um, on the floor or at work and you know, it's um, and it's longer hours. It's, it's definitely not an easy, easy eight hour uh, job. And, um, but the, you know, the rewards are, are, are numerous too. So like you, um, like I said, it, it's, it's a great way to make, it's definitely a great way to make money for sure. Um, but it's a, it's a great way to meet people and make friends and, and have fun at work and, and learn a lot, um, about life too. So. 
Do, do our uh, customers, have they adjusted their expectations? Like are people more patient now? Are they, you know, are they accounting for the, the fact that, I mean, most people know that yeah. you know, there's a labor shortage and it's tough for restaurants right now, but then people go and they sit and they want their server to come now and they want their food when they want their food. Like how's, how are you seeing people reacting? Um, it's, um, it's, a, it's a little bit of both. Um, I, yeah. I will say on the whole that, on the whole, people are much more um, <laughs> adjusted to it now than kind of when when things first started to reopen. Um, generally, um, there are still you know there, there there are still some jerks out there that that are that are demanding and you know unrealistic with with their expectations. But for the most part, things have gotten better in in that regard. Um, even something as simple as kind of like ma- mask wearing, like when we first reopened, it was impossible to to you know to get people to put their masks on, and then eventually you know cumulatively people just kind of accepted that you know it's something that they have to, have to do and adjusted to. But um, it, it it's definitely better. <laughs> it's better it's um but there are still um you know demanding people for sure yeah yeah okay well um look man thank you grant thanks for doing this thanks for taking the time thanks for your business um hoping to uh we yeah, I have my wife and i have three kids we actually hope to be heading your way sometime we were going to try to come over new year's and it's not going to happen but um but if i do i'm going to get in touch with you man yeah please sure. do we'll yeah, else. <laughs> pardon I said, maybe we'll come stay in one of your places. Yeah, no, that'd be great. Well, thank you, man. I really appreciate it very much. And uh, you always know where we are if you need anything, my friend. Sounds good. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. See you. Take care.